What's going on, my friends? Welcome back to On the Hill. We are back for our week three college football, week two-ish NFL recap. Um, not quite complete through the rest of the Sunday game to the Sunday night game and obviously the Monday night football game tomorrow, but a lot to talk about. Um, it's just me and Jack tonight. Colin had some prior obligations, so he will not be with us. Um, but we are going to throw you a quick probably 10 to 15 minute recap of today's games and, and uh, yesterday's college football happenings. Um, a lot to talk about with the Clemson game. And then we are going to throw it to our very special guest, Charlie Asensio, Clemson men's soccer player. We interviewed him last week. Wanted to throw it on this episode. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy that interview. But without further ado, Jack, how was your weekend? Yeah, you know, I mean, we played so bad on Saturday. We finally lost Colin. We may never see him again. Uh, just kidding. But uh, it, was, it was a rough one in the Valley. Uh, you know, a little weather delay. Got us, uh, shook us up a little bit. But, hey, get out of there with a the dub. I know it looked ugly, but a win's a win. Uh, but, yeah, we got a great interview coming up. Can't wait. Y'all going to love it. And, uh, you know, let's, let's break down some of, this, uh, some of these college football games. All righty. So let's start with the Clemson game, obviously the most important one. Um, as Jack said, weather delay. Tigers took an early 7-0 lead. Um, and then it looked like we were trying to run out the clock for the first – after we scored the first touchdown, it looked like we were trying to run out the clock for the rest of the three quarters. Um, right before halftime, weather delay hits pretty much out of nowhere because the skies are – clear nice nice uh humid day um it was a little sticky in the stadium with everybody there but weather delay strikes 30 seconds before halftime hour and 53 minute wait game finally gets going again they don't even take a halftime after that they just go right back at it into the third quarter um georgia tech gets a, a field goal to make it seven to three going into the half and then they got the ball back immediately after scoring, which you don't see in college football a whole bunch. But that's how that that's how that worked out with the weather delay and the halftime and, and all that jazz. Um, they did not score very often or at all in the third quarter. Um, kind of just up and down the field. Nobody was getting anything going. Um, late in the game, Jordan Tech gets the ball back, goes down the field, settles for a field goal, makes it 7-6. Clemson then goes down and scores a touchdown. Looks like it's going to be over. Or do I have the scoring right, Jack? I think I'm wrong. But if we finish 14 8. No, I know, I know, I know, but I'm saying the order of scoring. Anyways, bottom line is it was 14 to 6. Um, and then the Tigers get the ball back with a chance to defend or a chance to get a first down and effectively end the game. Um, and Will Shipley decides to fumble it in the end zone, costs us a safety. Um, yeah, it was, it was just a, a shit show all around is what I have to say. Um, we can, we can go into the onside kick, the roughing the passer that gave them a first down when they went to, when they were driving down the field. Oh gosh, it was just so much happening, but a lot of things, a lot of things went wrong. I know. And I mean, just, it was some ugly football. I botched that entire recap, but I'm so mad about the game and the performance that I, I don't, they don't even deserve a proper recap. So what, what are your initial takeaways, Jack? I mean, initial takeaways, I mean, you know, weather always plays a factor, you know, can always kind of change the momentum a little bit. But, I mean, even in the first half, we just – you get nothing going on offense. I mean, DJ finishes with, what, 66 yards passing. I mean, I, I'm not – I just really don't understand Tony Elliott's game plan. I mean, we're just not – have no flow on offense. I mean, we have some we have some good backs, but, I mean, we can't really establish a run completely. And DJ's just got no confidence in the pocket. 
We're doing all these, these weird wide receiver screens. I mean, his strengths is throwing the ball downfield, down the middle. I mean, we got the guys for it. Don't understand why we can't do it. But, uh, you know, when, you, when your offense isn't rolling and your defense has to be on the field a lot, I mean, Georgia Tech, shout out to them. I mean, they had a lot of fight. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a close game when that happens. But, I mean, defense showed, showed up, you know, uh, when we needed them. Clutched up in the last play of the game. My, my mortal enemy, James Skalski, actually making you know, the game-winning tackle. I'll, I'll give it to him. But, you know, we just, we just got to get better on offense. It's just – it's terrible to watch. It's abysmal. Um, I'm not going to be mad about the onside kick because that was one of the most beautiful onside kicks I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, yeah, shout-out Georgia Tech. I mean, it was a that, good one. That was unreal. Um, the engineering on that kick, I guess you could say it was fantastic. Is that how that works? I Probably physics. Yeah, they're, they're, pre- they're pretty good at the math down there. Yeah. That's that's what I'm going after, um, but the the turnovers were just abysmal. The offensive play calling was abysmal. Um, I wrote this down last night in my notes for the podcast, Jack. I said, "I will pack Tony Elliott's bags, drive the U U haul, and move him into wherever he would like to go in the U S. free of charge." Is that a fair hey, assessment? Cal, you? Southern Cal, there's an opening. Please take him. I mean. I, I, just anywhere else, or, or just get your act together. Bring back Jeff Scott, you know. I think that's what Tony, Tony Elliott needs. He needs to partner up in the booth. He can't he do it by himself. He does need a partner to say, hey, stop running screens. But, uh, you know. So, someone just for that. They also appeared to learn to run the ball. I mean, we went from only passing it to having a nice mixture against SC State to only running the ball last night, it felt like. So, uh, or yesterday afternoon, I guess. But it was just – an abysmal showing on the offensive side yesterday. So defense still hasn't allowed a touchdown. Uh, defense still have a lot of touchdowns. South Carolina did score a touchdown late in the game. It might have been the garbage time touchdown, but it was a touchdown against Georgia's defense. So we're the only ten, only standing defense to not allow a touchdown this year. It's very impressive. So shout out Brent Venables winning us games. But um, let's see, Jack. You actually won the pick'em last or yesterday. You know that. Uh, four and one in the pick'em yesterday, and Jack, Colin and I went three and two. So that leaves me still at the bottom of the pick'em. But you've gained a gain on gained a game on Colin, and he is uh, only at a one game lead over you now, a two game lead over me still. So how about that? Nice week for you. Coming at his heels, my Spartan dogs. That really helped me out there. Uh, yeah. Big win, Miami. Bad for the ACC, but big win for Mel Tucker and the boys. You know, I'm, I'm done with this uh, bad for the ACC stuff. The ACC just sucks. Clemson just needs to win. Um, like, it's it's beyond repair at this point this year already, and we're only in week three. The ACC sucks. Um, Virginia Tech going down as well. I mean. Yep. Virginia Tech losing to West Virginia. See. Um, yeah, it's – hey, Sparty played really well, though. I, I do have to – Solid. Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. I love that guy. Hey, f- a former ACC uh, member – Wake Forest, not sure what they were doing with him. But uh, Mel Tucker's uh, seemed to use his talent to the best of his ability. Yes, I, I, I do have to get credit where credit is due because you deserve all the credit in the world with that Sparty pick. So, hey, um, how about how about uh, Bama, Florida? That was a close game down in Gainesville, too. Closer than a lot of people thought, you know. Good SEC matchup. Bama's still looking probably like the best team in the country. Uh, but Florida, Florida really shocked me. They did good offense. I mean, they really hung in there. Um, but, uh, you know, close game. Is Emory Jones QB1 or is it Anthony Richardson in Florida? What do you think? I'm not an Emory guy. 
Well, I haven't seen Anthony Richardson play much, but I'm just Emory Jones. Yeah, can't get excited about him. Played pretty well yesterday, but yeah, I don't know. That was a good game, though. Um, Bama's probably still the best team in the country. Don't really see anybody else competing with them at this point in the season. Um, Cincinnati, Jack, how about the Bearcats pulling out the uh, – hey, by the Big way – Big win for the Bearcats. By the way, we do have to make a correction. Colin did pick Cincinnati, but on our Instagram post, it was posted as in, uh, Indiana. Hand up. Credit to me. Credit to me for admitting when I'm wrong. It was a mistake. But credit to me for being the bigger person saying I'm wrong. You know what? You deserve credit where credit is due there. But uh, all three of us got that game right as well. So how about the full sweeps there? The, the two games we had sweeps on? Uh, that normally both, doesn't happen. No, both wins. So that's the first time this happened this season. Um, Bearcats, nice win over in Indiana. Penn State, as we called it, Jack, at the wideout. Very good game up in uh, – Lock. Lock. Very good game, though. Auburn had multiple chances to come back and try and tie the game. Uh, they were driving a few times. Just Penn State stopped them, stuffed them at the goal line. It was a great battle. Loved watching that game. That was that game was on in uh, in downtown Clemson, and, and everybody was locked in on it. It was a great game. Penn State, we think the game, yeah, and Auburn didn't look Auburn didn't look terrible. I think they could maybe hang in there, maybe win win a couple games in the SEC. No, hundred percent agree. I think Auburn has a decent decent team. Um, I don't know how good Penn State is. I don't know how good either team is, but. Is Penn State legit? They moved up to six. They jumped Clemson. Well deserved. Possible in a year when Ohio State is down. It's Penn State. Very true. Penn State Big Ten championship. Very true. And then lastly, we were, we were dead wrong about this one. I thought the fight in Herms would pull it out, but BYU, the Storm and Mormons are just all over it. Colin really got in my head with that one, man. I was going to pick the Storm and Mormons the whole time, but you know, I had to go Arizona State, go against him, try to get some wins in the pick'em, but never doing that again. Stick with my gut. Should have gone. You would have gone five and zero. Oh. I know it's terrible, but I hate uh, it. No, we move. We move. You got to trust your gut. You got to trust your gut. All right. Uh, any more college football talk you want to mention? Huh? Nothing. I think we should uh, roll on this hill rundown real quick. All right. Let's let's uh, let's hit up the uh, NFL really quick, and then we'll throw it over to Charlie. So your uh, your Lions, Jack. They don't play till tomorrow, correct? Hey, I had a peaceful Sunday. Didn't have to worry about them today. That's a tomorrow problem. Actually, today problem. If you listen to the pod. But, yeah, big one, Packers-Lions, me versus Colin. It's going to be – I. you know what? Packers are favored a lot of points. They didn't look good against the Saints last week. Aaron Rodgers, a little pretty boy, a little Jeopardy host. I think the Lions may shock people. This might be a closer game than people think. I do agree with you. I think uh, I think y'all keep it close. So, But uh, let's see. Um, Kansas, Kansas City and Baltimore are locked in the heat of battle. Fourth quarter just started. Baltimore is going for two to try and make it a three-point game. We bring live sports here on the podcast. Let's live sports right here. Lamar right, Jack. Lamar and, and, the oh. and the two-point conversion is complete. Marquise wow. Brown. Marquise Brown with a nice play. Throwing the ball tonight, Lamar. I mean, he's, he's, he's a quarterback. Lamar. Lamar. Yeah. Oh, there's a flag. Lamar's look good tonight, though. But, uh, all right, while this flag is developing, the Buffalo Bills shut up the Miami Dolphins. Houston and Tyrod looked very good against the Browns, but couldn't put that one out. Andy Dalton somehow led the Bears against a win um, against uh, the Bengals. The Cardinals were deadlocked with the Vikings. That was a great game. And Titans-Seahawks is the game of the week, in my opinion. OT game there. Julio Jones, controversial overturn. He definitely had that touchdown, in my opinion, but. My boy, fat Randy Bullock, lines cut him, but, you know, shows up in Tennessee, gets the game-winning field goal. 
But other than that, not too much craziness going on. Trevor didn't have a great day either. He had two picks. Oh, bad day, bad day. Zach Wilson, even worse day. Zach Wilson's an L. Uh, the Carolina Panthers beat the uh, New Orleans Saints 26-7. That was shocking. Jameis back to his old self. Yeah, James Jameis had the LASIK surgery removed. I don't know if that works that way, but he sucked. Um, but, yeah, not too much to talk about. The Raiders beat the Steelers, which is crazy. That's a bit of a shocker. Bit of a shock. Derek Carr season. Yep. Tom Brady's still rolling. Gronk, Tom Brady and Gronk are just an untimable connection. And two defensive touchdowns for the Bucs. I mean, they're just – they're loaded on both sides of the – Unreal. But, uh, all right, Jack, that's uh, – give, give me a score prediction for the Lions game tomorrow, and then we'll wrap it up. You know, I'm going to give it, you know – I'm going to go – I have to go Lions win. I think it's going to be a close one. I'm going to go like 30-27. I think it might be a field goal game. All right. All right. Let's see how that plays out tomorrow. But, uh, oh, oh, no. Okay, so the flag called back the two-point conversion, and now – a little lateral action. Oh, my oh. word. We Last can't point. call live sports when that was one of the craziest plays that's happened this NFL season. Lamar just got picked at the goal line on the two-point conversion, so now they're down by five uh, with 14-13 left in the game. But uh, – Great game here, um, Jack. And a good segue into the interview. Shout out the boys. I went to the soccer game on Friday. Saw our boy Charlie. A good 3-0 win against BC. I mean, we're looking good, too. Still a clean sheet. Haven't allowed a goal yet this season. But what is that? That's that's eight games without a goal allowed. And Charlie, we have a defenseman. Charlie. Uh, Charlie played great. Charlie playing great. Yeah, unreal stuff. So glad to have him on. Uh, Jack, any last words for us? Uh, yeah, you know, good, good football weekend. Another win. We got to be happy with the win. Uh, you know, next weekend we're at NC state, correct? At NC state. Yes, sir. You know, big, big road match. Now that we've got another ACC play, but, uh, you know, I just want to see this offense start to get rolling. Uh, that's to be the goal this week. Tony Elliott, you're on the hot seat, brother. Just kidding. Probably not, but, uh, everybody have a good week. Give us a follow on the Hill pod. Uh, go to our Instagram, give us a like, share, whatnot. Uh, listen to this interview with Charlie. He's an awesome dude, awesome player. We love our Clemson soccer players. But, uh, yeah, everybody have a good week. We'll see you on Friday. All right, fellas. Thank you again for listening. We hope you enjoyed the recap. We will be back at you in full force, hopefully, with Colin on Friday for our preview for this weekend. Hopefully, where the offense decides to show up because we need them to show up in Raleigh. Tough place to play. But uh, without further ado, here is Charlie Asensio. Peace out. Love you guys. All right, everybody, we are pleased to be joined by Clemson men's soccer player Charlie Asensio. Um, he is a defenseman on our Clemson soccer team and uh, third athlete we've had on this show. We always love having athletes. Charlie, you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, what's up, everybody? Uh, Charlie Asensio here. Uh, play on the Clemson men's soccer team. Um, it's my fourth year here, so I'll be graduating in December, but have had a uh, great three and a half years here so far um it's been fun and just uh thanks for having me on the show guys yes sir we're glad to have you um senior like us what got you into soccer growing up uh just kind of ran in the family so i have two older sisters who both played soccer um and they actually played under my dad who played soccer his whole life his family's from spain so you know they had soccer in their background um so I just kind of grew up with it. I started playing when I was three years old, actually. So it's been it's been a part of my life, um, you know, since I was little. So it's pretty much all I know. 
There you go. There you go. What made you What made you be a defenseman, though? Is that just what you were good at when they first put you on the field, or did you play other positions growing up? Yeah, when I was younger, I played kind of all over the place. But when I started getting, like, really serious about it, um, I guess I just realized I was pretty defense-minded um, and just kind of stuck with it. And I've been playing left back and uh, a little bit of center back since probably when I was, like, 15, 16 when I started getting like super serious about um, wanting to do this, you know, as a career and stuff. So. There you go. I see, I see on the Clemson website, you're from Roswell, Georgia. So you said, but you had family from Spain. Did you grow up in Spain or did you live all, all your life in Roswell? No. Yeah. I've actually lived in Roswell my whole entire life. Um, in high school, I went to Florida for a little bit, but um, no, I have my, my dad's from Spain. So we have family there. And then my mom's from Panama. So Oh, wow. um, I've been to both Spain and Panama, yeah, quite a bit, but never lived in either of those there you, go. you said you went to Florida before you went to high school, or when you were in high school. We had a Hensley handcuff on the women's soccer goalkeeper. She said she went to the Orlando City Academy uh, when she was oh, really? about to come to Clemson. Is that what you were doing, like in an academy down there? What was up with that? Yeah, so I was um, – I don't know if you guys have heard IMG Academy. Um, oh, yeah. Pretty popular in other sports, so I – the uh, youth national team used to do this thing called residency where they would invite um, about 30, 40 players down there. And we'd, we'd live at IMG and go to the IMG school. Um, and then we'd go off and play tournaments in different countries and stuff like that. So it was a really cool experience. Um, so, yeah, I did that for a year and a half my sophomore and junior year of high school. Yeah, Charlie, Jack here. Um so we know, we know IMG Academy, man, is a football school, but can you, like, describe how it was like a little bit? There's so many athletes at one school. That'd be pretty crazy. Yeah, it, it was cool because, you know, like, I look back at my time and, like, I'll be watching basketball and football games and be like, wow, like, I remember this this guy being in my class, like, two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was. Um, but, yeah, it was super serious, um, you know, because sports was such a serious thing down there. Like, there was curfew. There was – signing off to get off campus, like stuff like that, which obviously at the time um, sucks pretty bad. But looking back at it, it, it like kept us focused and, um, you know, helped us keep our priorities straight, which is something I'm grateful for. And, you know, like the whole experience was something that um, I'm really happy I did and was something to be a part of. That's awesome, man. Colin, you want to say something? I'm sorry, I saw you leaning up there. No, you're good. You're good. All right. So I like to ask the I like to ask the tough questions here on these these uh, athlete spotlight episodes. You said your sisters play soccer as well, so I gotta ask which which one's the best sibling? <laughs> well, let's hope they don't hear this podcast. But um, honestly, I'm just they they didn't soccer wise. You asking soccer wise or just sibling wise? Soccer wise. Soccer wise. Uh pretty even I think they they didn't play at like a super high level they quit playing sometime in high school um and kind of did it just more for fun but um yeah I'd have to say pretty even I don't know I like I like the humbleness I like the humbleness humble I see (laughs) Charlie uh so the team this year obviously um been great our entire time here at Clemson but Got off to a very good start this year already. Six and zero overall. One and zero in ACC play. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Um, beat USC down in Columbia as well. Uh, I know. I told you in finance class, 
we had a buddy we went to high school with. Um, he's playing down there, and, and they locked him up. So I haven't given up a goal on defense. That's got to feel pretty good. Yeah, that was uh, a def- definitely a fun one. They got uh, two red cards early, so made our job a little easier. But it's uh, it's always fun to play South Carolina and, and uh, get a win against them. So big rivalry game. What's the record against South Carolina when you've been here? 4 no. So. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, yes, we like that. I believe I knew that answer. I just wanted to hear you say it because it sounds sweeter coming from an athlete like that. But no, yeah, uh, I love I love love saying it. So thanks for asking. <laughs> there you go. Not many people can say that. That's put on a Clemson uniform. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the NCAA tournament and and the championship is the ultimate goal. What and obviously the ACC as well. Tough conference in soccer. What what do you uh, what do you perceive as the outlook for this team this year? What do you what are you thinking y'all's uh, y'all's endpoint is? Where do you think y'all can make it to? Y'all think y'all can go all the way this year? Yeah, I, I definitely think we have the potential to. Um, we have a very similar team uh, to last year. We we didn't lose many guys, so we have a lot of experience. I think we have like ten or eleven seniors, something like that. So a lot of experience, um, and you know, we we like not we try not to look too far ahead um, to the to the end goal and just kind of look at the process and, and what we're doing day in and day out. But, you know, everyone's going to have that in the back of their mind. And I think this team could be really special. And, you know, Clemson soccer has been striving for a national championship for some time now. Um, we haven't had one since 87. So something that we'd love to accomplish this year. And I think we have the guys to do it. It's just whether or not we uh, put together the, the performances day in and day out. So. That was a very professional answer. I appreciate that. Um, three first round picks last year. Is that correct in the in the draft? And you're still still got ten or eleven seniors with all that experience. Yeah. So we we lost three guys to the draft. All went first round. And then we also lost another guy, my roommate uh, Grayson Barber, who signed a contract with like his hometown club. So we lost four guys from last fall. And then um, last year was weird because we played fall and spring. So from the spring we brought back pretty much everybody, so. Unreal, unreal. What's your, uh, what's your plans after Clemson, though? I mean, obviously, you, you got one more year here and you're trying to make the most of it, um, but what, what are you looking for in, in soccer or outside of soccer, whatever it might be, when you leave here at Clemson? Yeah, I've, it's always been my goal to, you know, play professional soccer, and it still is. Um, that's something that's always in the back of my head, but you know, got to stay focused on the year and, and the games of this season because that's ultimately what's going to get me to, uh, you know, play at that level. But there's there's not much that I've thought about outside of soccer just because that's, that's just been my whole life. So, you know, just playing professional soccer, wherever it may be, um, at whichever level, I just feel like that'd be really cool. And it's been a dream of mine since I can remember. You know, I think about uh, you, you said 1987 was the last one. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of liking your outlooks because um, I remember the national championship that Clemson men's soccer played in, what was it, almost six years ago now against Stanford when they had Jordan Morris, obviously on the U.S. Yeah. national team now. Um, did not go the Tigers' way that day, but, hey, 35 years after um, in the other football, I guess you could say, we, we came back and won the national championship there. Maybe it's about time for you all to do the same. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, I think we got – we got the guys to do it. We've got the staff that helps us day in and day out to do it. So um, 
you know, we just got to keep, keep working, keep grinding every day and um, we'll see where it goes. And so let's take it back to a little bit of the past though. What's your favorite memory um, athlete wise, maybe on the field, it could be at practice, whatever. What's your favorite memory being on the soccer team here? Sorry, did you say favorite memory? Yeah, favorite memory you have at Clemson from being a soccer player. Yeah, uh, this is an easy one. Just last last fall, winning the ACC championship uh, is a day I'll never forget. Just, you know, like it was, it was during COVID, which made it even more special because we had to sacrifice so much that semester. Um, you know, regular college students who weren't playing sports may have been you know, going out, going to restaurants, doing different things. And like, we were very strict on COVID stuff. You know, we weren't allowed to eat inside restaurants. We never went out. We Even within our team, we never had more than, I think it was eight people in a specific room um, for the whole entire semester. So, you know, times were really tough. Um, soccer was really all we did. Um, and a lot had to be sacrificed, but you know, it was all worth it for that day. Um, I just remember hearing the final whistle be blown and, you know, realizing that all that hard work had like finally paid off. And um, yeah, and, and it also goes for the guys that came before us, you know, guys that were seniors when I was a freshman um, who didn't win an ACC championship, you know, like they laid down the, the standards and the foundation of this program. So, um, you know, winning it for, for ourselves and for the guys that came before us. It was, it was something that was really special. We certainly hope you can do the same this year. That's awesome, man. Um, quick question for you, though. Let's see, So you're saying AC championship. If, if you all were to get a natty this year, would that would, do you think that would top it? Or since you had to sacrifice so much last year, and it, would that, uh, would that stay on top? No, 100% national championship would be the greatest, greatest achievement for sure. I figured that'd be an easy answer for you. I remember you telling me in class, was it you had to play with your hands during practice? Is that correct? You couldn't use your feet? Yeah, so it's funny. The NCAA has all these crazy rules. So in the summer, we're not allowed to um, train with coaches, with our soccer coaches, but we're allowed to train with our fitness coaches as long as like we're not playing soccer. So we kind of uh, went with this handball game a couple of days during the week in the summer. And it was basically soccer, just using our hands there that way that um, our fitness coach could be out there with us and, you know, make sure we were getting enough mileage and our heart rate was high enough and stuff like that. So definitely a unique experience thanks to the NCAA, but um, yeah, it was different, but it was, you know, it was cool. Something different. That is unreal. When you're talking about a sport like soccer that takes so much chemistry between teams and you're saying you can't have more than eight people together last year you can't train with your coaches over the summer you have to play with your hands like which is the complete opposite of the sport it shows how much y'all put into it and uh, we yes. really we really like it but uh all right so taking it off more of a serious subject I, I got a I got a very important debate for you it's obviously the biggest one in soccer history I believe Messi or Ronaldo yeah I figured you're gonna ask that and uh Messi, 100%. This might be so, just as easy to, to answer as the uh, national championship question. Wow. I'm a, I'm a huge Messi fan, and I 100% believe that, you know, Ronaldo's obviously very good. They're the two best in the world, but Messi's just got it all. You know, he can do everything. I think Ronaldo's probably the best goal scorer um, 
at least right now or of all time, but Messi takes it for sure. Is that coming from a, a, a skill set standpoint? Can he just do anything on a soccer field, like no matter who, who he's playing against? Yeah, I, I just feel like he does things that nobody else can do that you just watch him play and you're just like, wow, like I've never seen this before. And, you know, Ronaldo's obviously have has moments where um, they're super impressive, but I think Messi – Messi's just like one of a kind, you know. I 100% agree. Obviously, I'm not a not a soccer star like you, but I uh, I watched plenty during my my free time, and I, I completely agree with that. I think Messi is just unreal on the ball, um, and I think he can do anything at any time. That will just make you like go wow. Um, Definitely. Who's, who's your Who's your favorite soccer team in the world? Who you got? Uh, Barcelona. So people might think that I'm a little biased with my last answer, but. Very. And, you know, I wouldn't have been that upset if he went to a different team. Obviously, I would have because, you know, I love watching him play for my team. But I just I don't watch PSG play often just because they're not on TV as much yeah, in the States. And I feel like we only have a couple of years left of watching him. And now I'm like, just waste, wasting my time. I'm not watching him play on the weekends, which is tough. But. Yeah, it was definitely tough hearing that that he was leaving for sure. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Um, what do you like to do in your free time? Do you play a lot of FIFA? Or are you are you not a gamer? You watch a lot of movies, Netflix. What's what's your go to uh, go to hobby in the free time? Yeah, uh, I used to play FIFA a lot, like in high school and stuff like that. But college haven't had as much time and just kind of um, lost that um, interest, I guess. But um, Really, when when I'm not playing soccer, I'm not studying stuff like that. I'm just around the guys. Um, this the team we have here is just like super close. You know, we do pretty much everything together. I live with four guys on the team. Um, so whether it's going out to eat or you know, um, going to Bowman Field, whatever it may be, like I'm always with the guys and you know, building team chemistry and stuff like that. So. Um, I wouldn't say there's a specific hobby that I have in mind. Um, but yeah, just being around, being around the guys and always hanging out with them and doing, doing fun stuff. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. I got an interesting question for you. I know you guys travel a lot. Where is your favorite place to play? And where is your least favorite place to play? It's a tough one. Um, I would say, yeah, well, that's it. That's yeah. Nothing is better than, than playing at rigs. That's for sure. But hmm, let's see. My favorite place to play is probably Wake Forest because their environment and their atmosphere is probably similar to rigs. You know, their fans are very diehard. They're very loud. And, um, I guess in a way you could say it's also the worst place to play because their fans can get brutal. You know, they're looking up the rosters, they're, you know, looking at our Instagrams and they'll get like very personal, very specific. But I feel like that just makes it more fun. You know, if we play them at Wake this year, so, you know, there's nothing that I look forward to more than going in there and, you know, hearing their fans um, chirp us up a little bit and then coming out with the win. So, a lot of guys don't like that kind of pressure, don't like people up in their ear, you know, saying different things about their 
siblings or girlfriends or whatever it is, but I think it just makes it more exciting. We on this podcast are definitely not guilty of doing that at all. Ever. I've, never, I've never, I've never done that. I'm sure. The rosters looked at the starters' girlfriend. Never. I could never do that. It's actually funny. Against my freshman year, um, we played South Carolina. It was my second ever start um, as a college soccer player. My Instagram was public. Everything, and um, they had a bunch of fraternity guys in the corner that we were playing at. Definitely had a couple of drinks before the game, and they were just ripping. They were, like, talking about captions that my girlfriend had put on her photos, like, months ago. Stuff like that. I was like, wow. These people and, – and for the rest of my freshman year, I made my Instagram private because of that game. And I was like, that's pretty crazy that they went that I mean, deep. You got to respect that a little bit. <laughs> that oh, takes yeah. some work. <laughs> It makes it more fun, you know. I was a freshman, so I was like, oh, wow. It kind of hit me hard. But um, now I just think it's fun. I think it's um, exciting to play in front of that kind of stuff and, you know, makes the game enjoyable. That's, that's awesome to hear. So is Wake Forest, like, your number one place to play and your, your least favorite at the same time or hardest place? I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I was really quick when you said Columbia's the worst place. What was that? Sorry. I was really expecting you to say Columbia is the worst place to play. Yeah, I mean, in terms of fans, like, getting into you, I would say South Carolina is is right up there with Wake Forest. Um, but Wake Forest, like, it's loud, man. Like, it's like rigs, you know. When you're playing a Friday night ACC game in rigs, like, you can tell, you know, how loud everybody is, how many people are surrounding the field and stuff. Wake's a, a similar way. They have a really good soccer program, so um, – it's just the complete opposite because you have everybody rooting against you and it's a different look, but the atmosphere is super cool. And, and South Carolina has a cool atmosphere as well, but um, I think the ACC just is something different and those ACC games um, are something that's special. So, um, Okay, I have a quick question for you. So you said your dad was from Spain, right? Mm-hmm. And your mom is from Panama. Yeah. So – Obviously, um, two not very different cultures, but different cultures there, and, and you're living in Roswell, Georgia. So you have to know what boiled peanuts are, correct? I do. I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan, but I've okay. had them. All right, so I asked Hensley, Hensley this, and I can't remember her exact answer, but I love asking people that um, not necessarily aren't from here, but just might not be the most familiar with them because they're like a staple of college football tailgates in the mm-hmm. south right so i wanted to get your opinion so you're not a big fan i mean i'll eat them but okay. like if if that was like an option with a bunch of other snacks it definitely wouldn't be my go-to that's fair i'll allow that i'll allow <laughs> that see they're like on like a tailgate spread they're like number three or four for me like they're up there and oh, I don't know. spread but i'm i'm all for them man so that's that's funny to hear <laughs> I know Colin's got a hot debate topic for you, too. Yeah, I always bring the tough questions, like I said earlier. Last year, last year, our tough question for, for the athletes we had on was, was a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, and it's pretty, pretty fun to fun debate. So, of course, season two of the podcast, I have to, have to bring it up a notch. So, our question for this year, is cereal a soup? No. 
<laughs> and I can't, I can't give you much reasoning besides the fact that, like, it just seems extremely weird to call it a soup. Like, you know, soup, soup, and cereal, cereal. Like, I'm, I also don't think hot dog is a sandwich for the same reason. A so, soup is soup and cereal cereal. What a great way to just end the argument. Love yeah, it. <laughs> there you go. There now you have now you have your quote for the for the uh, to put out there for this podcast. But, but like, like what makes a soup a soup then? Because you can put chicken, you can put beef, veggies, soup, bean soup, like whatever you want. Like what makes it a soup then? I mean, I I see what you're saying, but it's just the fact that it's cereal. Like it's. I'm gonna back I don't, dude, I'm gonna I don't back even know up. how to defend. You pour the milk over cereal. You don't pour the broth over a soup. I think you I can. Think that's just, that's, you you can pour the broth over a soup. But, then, but well, you just don't. like you can pour, just like you can pour the cereal into milk. I mean, you might be psycho for You're doing a psychopath that. Psychopath, you do that. Yeah. It's also very weird. There's, there's there's also cold soups, so cereal could be a cold soup. I mean, you know, uh, thought. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, no. Charlie, what's your thoughts on cold pizza? Uh, don't do it. Oh. I, I mean, it's not the end of the world, but if you got a microwave or an oven, I'm heating it up for sure. My friend says if you like cold pizza, that just means you're a lazy person. That's all you need to know about him, but he still likes me. So <laughs> that's all I got to say. He doesn't disown me because I like cold pizza, but he thinks I'm lazy because I won't heat it up. So. Yeah, I guess it doesn't break a friendship, but I wouldn't say it's the, the best way to go. Now, if somebody told you that soup was – or cereal was soup, would that break a friendship? It'd be pretty close, not going to lie. <laughs> I just – I don't know. That's even worse than the hot dog one for me. Like, cereal's not soup. Come on now. All right, one – one Could last be. question for you before we wrap it up here. What is your favorite food that has been put in front of you um, just from day one? Obviously, you have a bunch of different cultures. You live in America. You got Latin America. You got Spanish, Europe, European, what, whatever. What, what's your favorite food that you've ever had from where to? Oh, from where? Uh, they can be my, my, my favorite meal is chicken alfredo. Ooh pasta but if i had to pick a specific place and like a specific thing on the menu it would be a shake shack cheeseburger oh nice. yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of that answer that's a specific but you know what you want yeah no i love shake shack the fries are super good too um can't go wrong at shake shack for sure okay i know i said one final question about this is actually the last one i have for you zaxby's or canes oh boy uh well, neither. Uh, they're very close. I'm, I'm very, I'm more familiar with Zaxby's because I don't have Canes um, where I'm from. But uh, I don't know. They're both very good. Okay, Colin is a known <laughs> hater of both. No, come on. Not a fan. Not a fan. How? They're, bo- they're both so good. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's something, it's something about their, their, their fried chicken. I'm, I'm not a fan of. The sauces. It doesn't matter about the chicken. It's just the sauces. I think cane sauce is better. I can't. I don't even remember what cane sauce tastes like, but I know Zach sauce is very good. Ooh. Dude, get yourself some cane sauce very soon. I'll need to try it. Oh, yeah. Uh, all, right, all right, all right. 
Clark, Clark said one last question. Oh this is the actual final question. He forgot. It's, it's probably the most important question we've asked on the podcast. Back to a more serious note. Um, obviously, the season has started out hot. Uh, we're, we're getting into ACC play coming up. What What are you looking forward to in the coming coming weeks and the rest of the season uh, there? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot to look forward to. Um, as as much as our season has been off to a hot start, I also don't think we've played our best soccer yet, which is um, really exciting in a way, um, just because I feel like we haven't lived up to our potential yet and we've done so well playing um, at that level. So I think to see how far we can come and how good of soccer, how high level we can play is really exciting. And then at the same time, as a defender, um, I know myself and the rest of the back line and our goalkeeper, we take a lot of pride in, you know, keeping clean sheets and not letting guys score on us. And I think in six games, we've only allowed one goal. So that puts us at 0.2 goal average or something like that. So keeping that number low is, is something that's really special to me, really special to a lot of guys on our team and something we take pride in. And I think that's something we are going to continue to look um, into doing and not letting people score on us. So that's good stuff, dude. Well, uh, we we really appreciate you coming on. Um, as we said earlier, but having athletes on this show uh, from a student voice or student perspective, and it really helps us grow um, in in all directions. Helps people uh, see that we're trying to trying to get interaction with with not only athletes but students across campus. So we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, we know you're busy right now, especially in season. Um, but you're you're obviously killing it out there on the field. You did great. You had a lot of professional answers. I know we kind of grilled you on some uh, some non-stalker stuff, but, but we, we like to spice it up here on the show a little bit. Um, obviously, good luck the rest of the way. Um, everybody needs to go out to Riggs Field, support the team. I know we got a great atmosphere out there right now, but we can obviously always make it better. And uh, any any final words from you, Charlie, before we before we sign off here? No, yeah, just uh, thank you guys for having me on. It was fun. Uh, a lot of interesting questions and a lot of serious ones as well. So I had a lot of fun and uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Yes, sir. All right, fellas. Well, we, uh, Colin, you got anything you want to say before we sign off? Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, obviously, we love doing this pod. We love having guests on, giving, giving student athletes an avenue to, to just, you know, give us a look behind the scenes, behind the curtain. Um, it's not something that you get to hear every day. Uh, and it's, it's definitely not something seeing a lot done um so just having that kind of makes us unique uh and it, it's always fun to have athletes on and, and throw around some some goofy questions uh but thanks again for coming on uh we really appreciate it and good luck good luck the rest of the way thank you man all righty well uh as, as, as one more time thank you charlie and uh thank you everybody else for listening and we will catch y'all on the next episode peace out